What's up, everybody? It's been a minute since we recorded a podcast. Hunting season is in full swing. We've been grinding hard in the hills. But I thought this podcast was pretty relevant in the fact that there's too many people that don't carry a sidearm while hunting, especially while bow hunting. Maybe you tell yourself, you know, I don't hunt in grizzly country. There's not that much to fear. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of reasons to, I don't, I don't want to tell you to fear, but there's a lot of reasons to be careful. And it's not just black bears and it's not just mountain lions. There's a lot of use cases. But I bring on my buddy Cody Osborne of Walther to kind of go through it. So check this podcast out. It might change your mind on you carrying in the backcountry. But before we get started, I'm going to beat a dead horse. If you're still using Onyx, shame on you. There's better mapping software out there at a better price point. And if you think you're too invested in that other software... You can transfer 100% of your waypoints, tracks, and data over to Basemap, okay? I'll even give you 20% off. Basemap.com forward slash MuleyFreak. Get the subscription. It's one subscription for all 50 states. You get 3D with iOS, XDR navigation, which is a built-in compass and scale bar. You get live location sharing, so you can check your hunting buddy in real time in cell service. They've now added global rescue protection. So that should something go away, as long as you have a cell signal, you can ping Global Rescue to come in and save your butt. That will be available offline here before long, I imagine. Offline maps, public and private, all the things. Basemap.com, forward slash Muley Freak. Make the change, save yourself. That's another hunting tag. So why don't you go ahead, make that change, enjoy 20% off, and then also check out Goat Knives. My buddy Travis put together a phenomenal company. It's growing a lot. And it's gaining some steam, so definitely check that out. Welcome to another episode of the Grind Podcast. Today we have Aaron. Aaron, you got out of bed. How does it feel? Just kidding. He's always up early. He's got a little son that keeps him up early. And we have Cody Osborne, marketing manager and competition shooter from Walter Arms. What's up, buddy? What's up, my man? Figured I'd come in here and, uh, you know, bless your podcast with my deep, soothing voice here. Yeah, so, I yeah. was just about to say that. I'm, I love that accent, dude. Hey, don't mistake his southern draw for his ability to get after it out west. He's been on some gnarly hunts out here, and he gets after it. So don't don't mistake that draw for that he can't get it done out here. So <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I love going out west. We kind of make a few trips every year out there. So uh, it's fun. It does get... It does kick my butt a little bit, man. Uh, it's Flatlanders, you know, but for sure, um, I'll take it. Arkansas is a little, you know, we got some hills and stuff, so I yeah. can't, I can't say I'm completely out of shape, but yeah. Well, Arkansas, Oklahoma, you get, you kind of get a lay claim to both. Yeah, I do. I live in Oklahoma, work in Arkansas, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So you guys are probably, maybe, perhaps wondering why we're we're having Cody on the show. Well, first and foremost, Cody loves the West. Uh, we, we spent some time together hunting, uh, the, the infamous squirrel in the elk woods uh, <laughs> together. And Cody, Cody took me through the paces on some competition shooting. The dude is phenomenal when it comes to the skills that is pistol shooting. Tell, tell me a little bit more about your passion there. And, and, and we're going to kind of parallel it into carrying in the back country, carrying yeah. a sidearm while you're hunting, just so the listeners kind of know what's going on here. Yeah, for sure. No, it's, uh, you know, I grew up hunting and everything. So we all kind of start off in guns the same way, right? We, we shot some hunting rifles or some shotguns or something like that. And I was always like a horrible, terrible shot <laughs> with anything. Um, yeah, and I, I started working for a gun store down in San Antonio, Texas, 
doing a bunch of the online stuff and store and things and really wanted to get better at shooting and uh, started shooting competition. We started off in like three guns because I like shooting carbines and shotguns and stuff. But everything that always held me back was the pistol side of it. And so I kind of made a commitment to dedicate myself. I said for a year to pistol shooting and uh, now I'm like, I don't know, 10 years now <laughs> where I, I haven't really gone back. It's just been nothing but pistol for me. Um, really just because I have a lot more fun with it. It is inherently harder to shoot and, and learn how to shoot a pistol than it is like a rifle or shotgun in my, in my opinion. I know right. all those shotgun shooters will like freak out on me, you know, but um, there's a lot of different disciplines. The thing is not mounted to your shoulder, you right. know, so, you know, your trigger discipline, all that stuff really comes into play. And so, I mean, you see guys that's been shooting pistols for 30 years and they're still make big jumps in their abilities. So uh, it's been a fun route and it's really helped all the other skills. My, my rifle skills and shotgun skills have got better uh, just from shooting pistols more. Yeah, that's awesome. And you have a deep passion for it and you're a great teacher. I'll, I'll say this. I, I mean, I've, I grew up around pistols, but not really. Um, I've always, mm -hmm. I've always owned one, but I never really knew how to use it and use it efficiently. Definitely didn't know all the lingo of carrying and all that kind of stuff and all the technique. But I will say after spending one day, one full day with you out on the range, not only did I feel comfortable like I've been doing it my whole life, but I felt like I'd gotten decent, like proficient at it. Like just over yeah. that period of time, just, just within a day, I felt like, you know, I could draw, I felt like I had technique, I could get on target, I could hit target. I felt like, man, if someone was really coming at me or something was coming at me, I feel confident enough within a certain distance that I could get half my rounds at least in the kill zone. Yeah, exactly. And that's the big thing. I mean, it's, it goes like that, you know, with any discipline, like I, you know, if I came out there with you and hunted in the West, like you probably show me on day one, just a ton of things that would, you know, I didn't know and would help me in the long run, but it's pretty basic to you. Right. Cause right. You, you kind of grown up and you've done it a lot. It's the same aspect, you know, like we're, we're doing this every single day and we're, we're always around people that are learning to, to shoot pistols um, a little better or they're new to pistols or things. So I always tell people like there's with anything, there's some few basic skills that get you like 80% where you can like, you can probably beat 80% of the people that own pistols now, right, you know, right. uh, as long as you know, those you can jump, it's that last, like a little bit to like start yeah. being the best. That's really hard. You know, it might take you six months to learn something just to get like a half second faster. You right. know? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. definitely from, from the way I'm gripping it to pulling, applying pinky pressure to get that red dot in, in, in scope. And then, you know, making sure that my, you know, grip positioning is, is on point there. Yeah. And that's something we all, I mean, we work on every day. I mean, I, every time I notice like I'm shooting bad or something, I'll just like stop and look and I'm like, Oh yeah, my, my grip is pretty crappy right now, you yeah. know, or, or yes, I, I cannot remember seeing my red dot at all yeah. in that array of shooting. Yeah. You know? so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it comes and goes for sure. No. And then you and I, and, and, and Jens, we played that, uh, we played that game where what, cops and robbers, is that what it's called? Yeah, there's a bunch of different uh, names for it. Uh, we like to call it Cops and Robbers. I don't know if that's real PC nowadays. but uh, Yeah, tell, tell Aaron what Cops and Robbers is. So pretty fun. I always do this. Like I have this like a little set up of like teaching people like some of the basics, right? I think everything is about speed, accuracy, and the nerves. Can you like complete the speed and accuracy under some pressure? And how we replicate that pressure for one, a shot timer, like giving you times that you can measure, you know, give you some measurables to look at. But 
two, like adding some competitive pressure that are very easy. So we'll set up one steel plate, like a silhouette, like man-sized silhouette. We'll get whatever distance we want. So we stand side by side, probably, you know, five or 10 yards apart. And one guy starts with his hands up and the other guy starts with his hands down. Whenever the guy with his hands up reaches for his gun is when the other guy can go for his gun. So you're kind of waiting on that, on your partner or whatever to move and it's first shot on steel. So you'll notice the guy with his hands up, he doesn't have a whole lot of pressure because he gets to go first and go for the gun. The other guy you'll see like tries to speed up really fast to try to compensate for the time difference, you know, and that's when you see those nerves start kind of getting into it. It's super fun. And that's when you really notice, yeah, your technique failures, your gear failures, like you'll notice like, the holster hung up or something as you tried to get it out. And like, that's all stuff that could really, really happen in the real world. You know, if like something kicked off and you kind of freaked out a little bit because your nerves are going to spike. And I mean, we're all humans. You're not going to be like all nonchalant and, and calm about it, you know? Uh, but as you go for that gun, you want to make sure everything you have, everything in your toolbox needed to know how to get that gun out and on target quickly. So, so is the guy with his hands up generally quicker or what have you seen? It just depends, depends on the shooter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll notice, like, even with me, like, when, when people start, like, right around my, my time speeds and stuff, like, I'll notice as I'll, like, get the gun, I can see them out of the corner of my eye a lot. So I can see where they're at in the process. <laughs> and uh, I'll notice sometimes, like, as I drive the gun out, it's like a race. And so you end up shooting and then missing, right? Uh, and so yeah. the other guy's just and like, the yeah, other guy wins. Uh, yeah. yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And, uh, yeah, because it's all about speed and accuracy. Yeah, because you, you want to get it off so never fast. Miss yeah, yep. And so you see that going. So it yeah. really, man, it bounces back and forth between the two. Yeah, it, yeah, that's what, kind of what I found. It bounces back and forth yeah. between the two. It yeah. does because, like, like I said, every now and then there's a gear failure or you know just a yes. breakdown in your trigger press or something. Yeah. You know, so you know, I was surprised to win a few from off of you guys. I was surprised to win a few. Like, I'm, I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna, <laughs> like, I don't stand a chance yeah. against these two. But I won some rounds, and I was like, whoa, yeah, you know, kind of yeah, kind of like surprised said, me a little bit. You can never win fast enough, and there's always people that are fast, but it's very hard for those guys to be like 100 percent all the time fast and accurate yeah <laughs> you know because yeah. stuff just happens man you know yeah, so, absolutely but that's where you find it and you get to practice it and it's fun you know you're not just standing flat-footed at seven yards trying to shoot one hole at a target yeah absolutely like you know so it's a fun safe drill i think this is a great opportunity to draw a parallel to caring while you're hunting right now Com- <clears throat> cops yeah. and robbers being quick being accurate and getting on target fast and that's what you have yep. to do. Let's let's think about real life scenarios on in the back current chain one you might need to pull. Okay. There's grizzly. There's black bear. There was a guy, six ranch outfitters, who just got charged by a a bear in Oregon that was feeding on a, a dead elk. Dang. And he he had to kill that bear. Lions, let's talk about that kid from Salt Lake City who was on a hiking trail either a year or two years ago when he ran into that female cougar. Yeah, that she had just kept following him. And she, she just like, yeah. ooh, ooh, ooh. have you seen that video where she just, she almost gets up like she's levitating and chasing. I have not seen that. Oh, dude, it went, that it, it, went, it went viral. And he, he had no defense. He yeah. was throwing rocks at her and he couldn't do anything to her. Now, whenever I go into the back country, I always feel like I'm invincible. Nothing's going to happen to me. Yep. You know, nothing's, nothing's going to hurt me. I'm not scared of black bear. You know, I've seen a lot of bear. Most yeah. of the bears that that you do see their one handers as we call them or two handers. They're not, they're not yeah. very big, 
But yeah. I really started thinking about it when I killed that giant black bear in Colorado a couple years ago. When it took three grown men and we could we could hardly budge that thing. And mm-hmm. I opened up its jaw and its head and, and the muscle that was in his neck and head and his jaw and, and the size of his forearms and his shoulders. And I got thinking, I'm like, man, if this thing got a hold of a full grown man, he would not stand a chance. He would yeah. not stand a chance. And this is a black bear. Yep. This yep, is exactly. This is just a black bear. That's when I kind of reached out to Cody. I'm like, hey, man, I really think we ought to be carrying in some of our hunts and we, we should do some stuff together. And, uh, <laughs> and that, that's kind of how our relationship started. But anyway, yeah. back, to, back to that drawing that parallel, like being able to quickly get your gun out, get on target. And I think that's why a red dot comes in there is because you're even more accurate. Yeah. And, and the thing is, too, like when you look at the percentages of like, yes, being attacked by a mountain lion or whatever, and you always look up these percentages and they're super small. But none of us as like outdoorsmen think of we're in these situations a lot. When you look at these percentages, it's like a, you know, America population type thing. Like most of these people aren't out in the woods as much as a lot of us are at. You think how many times we're, you know, how many days we're spending out in the woods. That's already increasing our likelihood of those chances. So you might as well carry something just for that protection. Yeah. yeah and then too, like the whole myth, and, and you get this a lot from like rifle shooters and stuff. It's like precision, right? We have to shoot one hole one hole all the time right Right. and pistols it's a little different because there is speed to that you have to have speed if yeah if you can shoot one hole but it takes you freaking 12 seconds to get the gun out and get that shot down range you you did no good i mean think how much ground a bear or a human or anything like that can cover in just a second oh yeah you know so it'd be crazy yeah, I mean, we do those drills all the time. Like, how many, how much ground can a human cover? You know, in a second, and it's I mean, seven to ten yards. It's close. I mean, you can get you can get bolted pretty quick. And by the time you know, most people aren't a sub one second draw. You know, especially under stress like that. So yeah. you have to have both, and that's yeah. the that's the big key to it. Yeah, and you know what's really interesting too, and not to call out all these hunters and bow hunters, but. I see guys carrying, which is good, right? They're either carrying on their yep. in their bino harness, like our bino harness in that case, the traverse bino harness, or on yep. their on their hip belt of their pack. And I always ask them, I always ask them this, and I, I don't ask them this to be cocky or, or critical or hypercritical, but I'm like, hey, can you shoot that thing? Mm-hmm. I'm like, how often do you shoot that thing? They're like, no, never. I'm like, well, yep. you never shoot your pistol, okay? And you expect to hit a grizzly bear? Yeah. <laughs> Running at you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Running at you on a side hill, tripping over deadfall? Yeah. I, I'm like, yeah, okay, a- shame on you for not shooting your pistol. If you are going to yeah. carry a pistol, shame on you for not shooting your pistol. What's the point of having one? I guess, yeah, you, there's a chance you hit it. There, I mean, grizzly bear's a big target, so there's a chance you yeah. hit it somewhere. There's a chance that the sound of that the firearm going off scares him away also. But, like, you, yeah. should, you should be shooting your pistol. Yeah, I mean, and you think of, like, even just the, the head size, right? You, you can definitely go out there. You can get steel plates or paper targets or something like that. They're about that size, right? right? And practice and see where you fail because 25 yards of the pistol under some time is incredibly hard. And you yeah. think 25 yards out in a, a bear at 25 yards? Yeah, freaking out a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when you get back there, you, you can really get out and learn. It's just like pattern patterning your shotgun, right? Right. Like see where your failures are at at what distances and then what your times are at yeah absolutely and and then there's the fact that there's a sprinting target 
yeah exactly <laughs> and, i mean we all think like yeah we're gonna like be awesome and like draw and shoot me at right you know? yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not gonna happen yeah. so and, and, uh, that's why it's good to test those nerves right. out a little bit too and then there's that adrenaline factor of that animal right let's say you do put two rounds in him is he gonna stop likely not yeah yep i don't know we just released a bear episode yesterday I shot a I, I shot a black bear at twenty yards with the three hundred PRC. Yeah, we came, Peyton and I came around this corner, and there was a, a rutting sow and a boar. And I went back, grabbed Peyton. We came up. The boar was coming around the corner just right before the bear was going to spin. I put a three hundred two twelve grain ELDX in his chest at two hundred, and just flat like his chin hit the ground, like yeah. boom, it, it hit him. But guess what? He got right back up. And, and sprinted off the logging road. He only went eight yards, so he's only eight yards yeah. off the logging road. But the adrenaline from 3,000 feet per second, the bullet out of the muzzle, yeah. 3,000 feet per second with a 212 grain. I mean, your pistol round is, isn't going to have that much energy. Uh, 1,200? No, not at all. Not even close. Not you know? even close. Just, this gets back to like the caliber battle, you know, like 10 millimeter, 44 mag. And I was like, oh, awesome. Yes, they bring more power than like a nine millimeter, but it always goes back to the fact like, how many rounds of 44 can you shoot off in two seconds? A lot of times just one. Right. How many rounds can I shoot off in two seconds with a nine millimeter? Do build drills or six rounds into an A zone in, in less than two seconds from a draw. Right. You know, so it's like yeah, six rounds of nine millimeter better than one round of 44 Magnum. I don't know. You know it's just kind of up to you, you know, yeah. and where you hit too. So right. I think it comes to how efficiently you can use it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I have 44 mag revolvers and stuff like that too, but honestly, if you told me to like draw and shoot something with a double action pull, like, yeah, there's, there's a, a yeah. fat chance I'm going to hit that target the first time. Yeah. You know, you know I've, I've had guys, you know, I've, I've turned a lot of people on to Walther, um, talked to a lot of people who love the PDP and mm. have a lot of guys ask me like, why do you do nine over 10? And well, wait, why doesn't mm-hmm. Walther do 10? Speak to that a little bit. Yeah, so it's a little bit, 10 millimeters is still a niche caliber. So for us, you got to still look at sales and overall volume and things like that for us to be able to invest in all new tooling, right? So a 10 millimeter is new barrel, new frame, new slide size. It's it's a lot, right? Uh, Because you can't fit that caliber into like a nine millimeter platform. So everything has to get bigger. A lot of testing goes involved. And where 10 millimeter sits in the market right now, it's just very, very, very tiny. And we're already a pretty niche brand. You know, we're not a, a large global brand, you know, we're, we're still only two, three, 4% of the market. So uh, when you take that percentage and then how small 10 millimeter is in the market, it just doesn't really make sense for us to be able to invest that type of money into that platform. Now we've always like pushed for it. And if that opportunity like comes up, yeah, I think we'll take advantage of it. But like at this time, as we've kind of like analyzed it over the last few years, like the 10 millimeter crowd is still very small. So it's hard for us to, like I said, spend those tooling costs and things on that. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I would also say it goes back to, okay, carrying in the backcountry, carry something that you that you can shoot. And I, yeah, I think yeah. there's good bullets like Hornady makes a precision... Uh, oh yeah, I do. Uh, it, game. It's called Game Hunter, not Precision Hunter. It's called Game Hunter, and it's a GMX bullet. Hmm. Oh yeah, and, and I think for bear, you know, according to Seth, he said that thing's going to hit like a hammer. That's, hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So Game Hunter, it's a red box. I can't remember the the grain on it. I just barely, I just barely was turned on to him. But um, 
irregardless, um, something like that, where GMX bullet, GMX bullet's going to be a monolithic bullet, so it's going to hit like a hammer. And it, yep. I, don't, I don't know. You're going to want to carry something that it's going to be different than, like, say, your critical duty for for a concealed carry, right? Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I'm normally in the backcountry. I carry a, a crit, the the crit dude uh, plus D plus, um, just because. I mean, you look at ballistics on that thing; it's it's phenomenal. Hornady did a tremendous job on that on that bullet, and that's why it has the contracts that it has. But really, w- when you look at it, it, still gets back to the point. Like, look at the velocity. Look at what the thing can do ballistically, and then yeah, on a PDP, you can have. 15, 17, 18 rounds, you know, and right. plus a, a backup magazine that's easily in a hip pocket or something like that. I mean, you're, you're talking, you get to carry like 30 rounds if you want to in the back country compared yeah. to six or 12 at a revolver or a 10 millimeter. Yeah. You true. Know, it's a, it's kind of one of those boats, you know, yeah. I like a lot of rounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And heaven, heaven forbid there's two situations that happen, but, but it right. seems, yeah, but, exactly. but it seems like if you did have one situation, one situation that happened to you once in a lifetime, that it would seem like, man, it wouldn't be too outlandish to have another one on that same yeah, trip. Exactly. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Take for example, yep. the, the Wyoming elk hunter two years ago, uh, that got attacked by the sow and the, um, the cub, the, the hunter, the hunter was from Florida. I don't know if you know this story, Cody. Um, he was with uh-huh. an outfitter in wilderness unit in Wyoming, uh, they were cleaning an elk, sow attacked, jumped on top of the, top of the guide. The hunter ran for help, hmm. like threw him the gun, ran for help. I, I do remember that story. It, it's kind of a squirrely that. story, right? Yeah. There's some yeah, upset people that the hunter left, but I, I'm not here to get into the politics or the, uh, the right and wrong here. But I mean, imagine if he'd had a pistol carrying yeah. a pistol, could have shot, could have scared exactly. it off. But yep. at the same token, you've you've got to be efficient enough of a bear. I was thinking about this because Nick and I were just in uh, in Alaska together, right? And I was texting yep. you and Jens. I'm like, man, what if a brown bear jumps out in front of Nick? How do I shoot this thing without hitting Nick? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's and that. I mean, you look at a lot of times when people have to like shoot yeah. things off. A lot of times they hit the person because like, yeah, you're yeah. not efficient with it. Two, if you look at like I said, yardage distances, like. 35, 40 yards or so with a pistol is still incredibly hard. You got to oh, think about yeah. that trigger press, yeah. right? And I always kind of relate it. Like when I get hunters in that are like trying to learn how to shoot pistols, a lot of times I've shot archery a lot and it's, it's really the same thing, right? Your, your grip is going to affect a lot of things. And then your, your trigger pull side alignment, things like that, that all kind of comes into play. And it usually translates pretty well. So, I mean, you think, you know, 40 yards, if you're going to pull back and shoot really fast with a bow, like, everything's got to be right you right. know or you're, right. you're going to miss it's the same concept there so yeah. I'd, I'd have to jump on the bear for sure and shoot it like while i'm jumping on yeah. the bear yeah i'm sure you'd be able to <laughs> jump on the bear just fine. ride it <laughs> yeah no i'm thinking like if if nick was hiking in front of me mm-hmm. brown bear comes out of the alders pounces on nick nick's on the ground i'm thinking boom 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 i'm not going to hit nick because nick's on the ground yeah i'm going to be hitting like spine on that bear Right, because yeah. his, his head's going to be down on top of Nick, clawing yeah. the crap out of Nick. <laughs> but I mean, you think of, you think of like people. Where do they miss most when they're missing with a pistol and they're a right-handed shooter? They miss low left, right? Because they are driving that pistol down with the trigger press, yeah, and driving it down, right? So where does that go? Low left. Do you think of four inches at 
five yards or 10 yards. Yeah. When you get back to 30 or 40 yards, that thing is yeah, that's going gonna be, into him. So that's gonna, yeah, that's going to be about Nick's left hip. I'd be I was going to say, hopefully, yeah, exactly. hopefully <laughs> Nick's head's to the right, so it's just getting his legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's good to think about that. But when you know, like, what that stuff happens and what a good trigger press feels like and a good break, you know, where yeah. you're not just like driving that thing down. Yeah. But yeah, that's the problem. They're on the ground, right? Most people don't miss eye. They don't like, they always miss low lift a lot of the time. So. I'm taking uh, Cody with me when we go hunt grizzly country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll want Cody there. Quick, quick oh, draw man. McGraw, Cody. Yeah. Right. I, we'll see. If a grizzly bear is running at me, I don't know uh, how I'll react on that. I don't know. I might just try to outrun you. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, let's, luckily, any of the places I'm going to take you, there won't, there won't be grizzly. It'll just be black bear. So, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. You know, I carried uh, all the time last few years on my elk hunts and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, luckily never needed it. So I'll take it. But you know, there's there's a chance so long as it's not an archery hunt. But you know, yeah. Put, putting a finishing round into an animal um, yeah, exactly. over taking your high-powered rifle out and doing another boom. You know, there are a lot of guys take a pistol yeah. and will finish an animal off with a pistol. And, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of uses for them too, you know, and luckily they're light enough. They're not really – and that's a, another thing is like when you look at like weight-wise of like a polymer frame pistol in 9 mil or 10 mil or whatever you're shooting – just weight wise and ammo capacity wise compared to like a 44 Magnum or something. I know like my 44 mag revolver is freaking heavy. Oh yeah. You know, and it's, it's not fun to carry around. It's not something you want to pack uh, in the back country. Absolutely not. No, it sucks. I've done it. It just sucks. So yeah, it's uh, something to consider when you're getting out there. So yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, one thing that's once you start carrying a pistol while hunting, it becomes, it becomes a part of you. It becomes second nature. And yep. one thing I found yeah. myself doing in Alaska was it was attached to my pack, right? I wouldn't leave my mm-hmm. pack. Like, even if it was to go glass over a little knob that was only 20 yards away, I'm like, oh, yeah, my pistol's over there. Let me go back and grab my yeah. pack. Because literally, I did not want to leave my pistol. Yep. I, I would leave my rifle before I'd leave my pistol. Yeah, exactly. And that's a, man, it's a battle. Like, I've, I've tried because... Like I still like a lot of people will just throw their pistol on wherever, you know, they just need it. And like, I have this like mentality of like, I need to be able to draw fast and all of, you know, crap that may not matter, but, um, but trying to find like that efficient platform. Cause yeah, when you dump your pack and then you throw your gun, like into the snow, the sand and things like that, I was like, man, I like to be able to like still have it on me. And I like your bino harness, up, you know, up here, it worked out really well. Um, I noticed I alternate between the two quite a bit and uh, practice, um, but yeah, I think there's a, still a lot of room in the industry to, to kind of grow that segment of like efficiently carrying a firearm back in the, in the back country. So, yeah, no, definitely. And, and, and believe it or not, I think the more we talk about this and the more people ask me, I think we're going to create a trend of people carrying, you know? Yeah, yeah. I should. I mean, and I, I, like me being a pistol guy, a defense guy, like, yeah, I carry a gun. It's everywhere I can, <laughs> you yeah. know? So uh, we always talk about this with, with other guys of like, having your concealed carry license and you're, you know, you're carrying, you know, wherever you're at the house and, and out in town and stuff, but like traveling out on your hunting trips and stuff like that. Like you're usually in some sketch places, man, you know, you're in the middle of nowhere, like, and you know, the chances are really are higher, like with human encounters, right. A bad human encounter than it is really a bad animal encounter. So keep it on there. They do both jobs pretty well. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, Aaron just ran into uh I think Aaron's eyes got 
eyebrows got raised a little bit on his recent um, DIY archery backcountry deer hunt where he glassed up a lion that was watching him. Really? Yeah, it was pretty uh, wild. Well, first off, wild. if if Eric needed one day to get, feel proficient, I'd need about three, just so you know, <laughs> Cody. Um, so I got to get right, out, I got to get right. out there with you. Probably need two to three days. For sure, I don't yeah. I don't pass up range days. So. <laughs> Sweet. So yeah, I, I mean, I haven't really known the importance of carrying till probably the last two years, and I've had multiple, probably three encounters now where I'm like, geez, yeah. Yeah, that's important. Number one, two years ago, we were cleaning out my dad's cow elk, and we had a bear come into like eight yards on us. Yeah, I forgot about that. And so that yeah. one was, luckily, I mean, the bear kind of did like a little bluff charge, you know, got on its back and, and hit its front paws yeah. hard. And I was like, geez. Like, we got up, tried, wave it, waved it off, and it finally went off. But And it came in a second time, too. But that was eye-opening. And then I went to Texas. Yeah hunted odd out on the border and oh, nice. uh, had multiple yeah. scary encounters there for sure and and that that really opened my eyes that was right when uh joe biden came into office like they were making the yeah. the change there too yeah um, the big push yeah yep and so that was we saw a lot of people and it was just nerve-wracking there too yeah and it gets back like a lot of people are like oh you'll never need it and so it's like but from a comfort standpoint and a confidence standpoint, like, do you feel better with or without one in those situations? Right. Exactly. Like, even if I didn't have to use it, I don't know why, it, like I said, it may not, I may not even be a good enough shooter to, to help. Helps me calm down. Helps me feel better though. Right. Absolutely. Helps me from like freaking out. <laughs> so yep. uh, it's a, it's a good thing to have on you even just from a, you know, like a, like a calming standpoint. Yep. So yeah. And then number, number three was, just a few days ago we were uh glassing a we we're glassing a deep uh basin in front of us and we looked behind us and all these deer were just freaking out and we saw a coyote running the rim and all these deer were you know snorting at it and stomping their feet and we're like oh geez you know they you know they don't like coyotes but then all of a sudden like half the deer split off and we're looking the other way we're like what the heck is going on and we turned around and there's a lion at like 170 yards staring at us he wasn't even oh, man. yeah he wasn't even looking at the deer he was staring at us and then he he like crouched down low took a few steps forward and then he, <laughs> he just analyzed us for about three four minutes and then kind of slowly backed up but yeah, yeah. All, all those encounters have have kind of really opened my eyes he probably watched your video of you trying to do those push-ups and thought that was really <laughs> your meal. So I know, he's, I know he's probably like, yeah, this is. Oh, I Walter, saw this guy do Walter Wednesday. Walter Wednesday. <laughs> Cody's like, Cody's like, hey, if if you if you don't want to give up your pistol, Aaron, uh, Eric, I'll send him a pistol if he can do sixty push-ups in a row, and he still can't do sixty. I haven't push-ups. even. I haven't attempted it. I'm feeling pretty strong right now, so. We haven't done Walter Wednesday you, since you hunting have. season started. We need yeah, to get we Walter need to Wednesday that going again. <laughs> but yeah, that lion, he's like, yeah, easy, easy meal. And then he, yeah. he's like, oh, well, maybe not. And then he backed up. But yeah, all those, all those encounters. I mean, in just two years, you know, those, all those things have really yeah. opened my eyes about how important it is. I think too. I mean, you look at your like situational awareness, though, where like a lot of people would just either ignore those situations or not even pay attention or yeah. even take those into account into their future 
endeavors right right and, and that's something like we want to we want to fix like we want to make sure and we see this with all of our marketing and, and what we're pushing from Walter's standpoint is get carry a gun, be prepared, just make sure you're doing the things to be ready out there. You know, and there's a lot of right. training and thinking aspects and a lot of other stuff just outside guns and what you're doing and what Eric's doing and noticing situations, right. Letting people know and then preparing for them in the future. You got to realize like 98% of the populations don't, they see the lion they're like, oh, man, that's either cool or we got to get out of here. Oh, yeah, they'd be scared. And then what do they do the next time they come out in the woods? The same thing. Completely unprepared, not caring, any of that. So right. it's about getting better and, and fixing those things, you know, and making sure you're prepared for any type of situation that comes out. Yeah, I, th I think that's the biggest thing is being prepared for any situation. There could be a, a hundred situations that could happen where you would need yeah. to be prepared differently Yeah. in terms of caring and how you would handle a certain situation, you know. Yep. From close combat stuff like, to, you know, to animals yeah. to, you know. And I always laugh, like when I got into like the backcountry hunting and stuff, and it's like the, the backpack dumps, the gear lists and all this stuff, you know. And it's They like, never do pistols, do they? Oh, and it's like four pounds of survival equipment. Right. You know, like you're in the desert and emergency blankets. And I'm like, what the? You know, like, <laughs> my God. Yeah, that's a good Some point. The, we need to do I, a gear dump yeah. on with the pistol. Yeah, you know, and I finally, like, I, I worked, and I I have, like, a little set list, you know, that every time somebody asks me, I just email them, like, the picture of it laying out and then the list of stuff, you know, and uh, just trying to keep it nice and light and uh, have the things you'll actually need back there because we all go through the phase, right, of when we first get into it, and, like, we think we need absolutely everything, and the backpack is stuffed full. And then yeah, then you put it on. The years you do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more years you do it, the more more things start to come out. And I've realized like some staple items, like a tourniquet, I always have with me just from taking like more tactical med classes and stuff, and then seeing videos of people putting arrows through their legs and things oh, yeah. like that in the backcountry. I'm like, ah, a tourniquet's probably pretty important, you know. Yeah. It doesn't weigh anything. So there's like little things like that that come into play. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, carrying a pistol while hunting. We're in the back country, not in the back country. I think that's definitely one of the staples that this podcast yeah. is going to create. But but also more people are going to start catching on and realize how important that is. The more people yeah. start doing it, and it's got to be easy, right? And, and that's the thing. It's like your bino harness makes it easy because you're not really adding a ton of weight that you feel on your shoulders, right? On a bino harness, you know, you've, you've got some things. You got the pistol on there, and since it's kind of on the front of your chest, you don't really feel that the weight of that pistol at all. Too, if you attach it to a hip belt, too, I, I don't notice the weight at all when yeah. it's attached to a hip belt. It's not in your pack, like on your back. You know, it's not adding weight to your shoulders that you feel, yeah. you know, yeah. days on end. That's so what I told Aaron. It's I said, about doing that. Yeah, I said, dude, you're not going to notice the extra weight. Yep. We had that conversation a few months ago. Just pack it. Yeah, if you don't notice it. And it's taking up spots that you don't use anyway. Like on a hip belt, they're usually like a pocket. Or a gun, you know, it's like, what are you putting in that pocket? Some freaking little candies or something, you know? So yeah. it's like valuable space, you know, and it, it's really like space you're not using. So you might as well kind of fill it if it's not going to add that extra weight onto you. Yeah, it's a big sacrifice for Eric not to put snacks in an extra pocket on his hip belt. <laughs> so this says a lot. It is, but since I started 75 hard, I've yeah, been laying true. off the snacks and now I can pack the pistol twice as easy. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like my snacks too. So, oh, yeah, snacks give you energy. sunflower seeds for me, man. That's I need awesome. a nice sunflower seed pocket. So. Yeah, we'll make one of those on the bino harness for you, Cody. How's that? Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. I need a little pallet zippered 
sunflower seeds, man. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about the PDP before we wrap this thing up. Like, yeah, it's a. Uh, if you check out Walter's like lineup, like we've always we've been around 130 something years, so and there's always like high end guns, James Bond gun, right? You see all my Bond stuff back here in this video, right? But really, we launched PDP in February, and it's our flagship pistol. So what that means is like this is the gun that we are pushing out the most to for civilians, for carry, for law enforcement, for for really everything, and it's what we we see as our like best pistol for the market out there. So that means it's got to be priced right. So like full blown MSRP 649 on it. And it's got to have all the feature sets. So every good feature that's available in the market kind of packed in the one, in the one pistol. So optics ready and great trigger texture, all that stuff, you know, but really like we set ourselves to a performance standard. So when you look at the PDP, like we want to make sure when you go out to the range, you can immediately see a performance increase downrange. And so that's why all those uh, like really good features uh, so when you pick up the PDP, it comes in like two different frame sizes. So depending on your hand size, you're always trying to figure out what fits better. We're pretty much ergonomic experts in pistols and uh, rifles too. If you look at the last Olympics, we won a couple of gold medals there with some of our uh, like air rifles and rimfires and stuff. So we know that side of it. But yeah, if you look at, like I said, great triggers, optics ready. It's got all the features. They're one of the most accurate pistols out of the market. So you get a bunch of just great features just cram packed into a really good price point yeah. and you got the cool thing is lifetime warranty if you're taking your gun apart in a backcountry and you break something we can send you something out no problem yeah <laughs> and then uh <laughs> and then uh 30 day money back guarantee on all the walter stuff so you can go buy it try it out for 30 days take it into the backcountry see if you like it come back out if you don't like it you get or want a different model they bought the compact one the full size. You can actually get on our website and fill out the little form and you send the pistol back to us and we refund you what you paid for the gun plus tax. And we That's send you awesome. a shipping label. So yeah, you're out no money. And so we're the only gun company to do that. So get to try it out, shoot as much as you want, 30 days. So yeah, it's really, really no downfall to it, but yeah. really we just want you to carry a pistol, right? Honestly, like we're we're gonna try to provide the best performing gun out there, so it makes it easier for you. But we want you to be out there carrying. So um, we have like a full list of like drills and things to help you like get into competitive shooting if you want, or just defensive training. We got a full list of instructors that can help you like get rolling on you know your intro to shooting or picking up red dots on pistols, a lot of specific stuff. So it's not just a product with us. We we try to make it a, a more complete thing where you kind of feel part of something. And we're not just like selling you a pistol and being like, all right, guys, we're done with you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we want to keep you around and, uh, and make sure you're kind of using that pistol and learning how to use it effectively. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's well said. All right, guys, thanks for listening to this episode. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know what you thought. And definitely let us know if uh, you will be carrying the backcountry now as a result. You can email me some feedback at eric at muleyfreak.com. And uh, look forward to hearing from you.